Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 102 of the Property Magic Podcast, in which I'm going to explain how you can get the most out of your power team. Now, this is really important because a strong power team will allow you to focus on what you need to do and a poor power team, by contrast, might cost you time, money and maybe even lose you the occasional deal. Now, given that every deal is worth so much to you in terms of cash flow and long term growth, you really don't want to be losing deals because of your power team. Now, every so often deals will fall over, but you don't want the reason for that to be because your power team has made some sort of mistake. So I'm going to focus on a few key members of your power team. And ideally, you want people in your power team to also be property investors themselves, which will help their understanding of what you're trying to achieve. Now, let's talk first of all about mortgage brokers. Now, something you need to understand is there are lots of different types of mortgages. And usually a broker will specialize in a certain area because that's what they do on day in, day out basis. E.g. you've got mortgage brokers who specialize in residential mortgages and that is a regulated business. There are also different types of brokers who are not regulated who might do buy-to-let investment mortgages and that's very different from HMO mortgages which are often seen as commercial and that's very different again from development finance. So a great question to ask a potential mortgage broker is what area do they specialize in and if they're saying oh I can do any sort of mortgage for you well maybe they can do it But what do they do on a day in, day out basis? Make sure they've got the relevant experience. And if they don't understand what you're talking about, they don't get what you're trying to do. They really are not the right people for you. Now, if you're very well educated and you find out that maybe you know more than them, and this is one of the challenges that people in my mastermind program have because they're very well educated. They become quite sophisticated investors. Um, you know, you don't want to be trying to explain to your professional power team what you're trying to achieve. So there are a couple of things you can do to make sure that your mortgage applications run as smoothly as possible. First of all, I've already mentioned it. You want to make sure that they are fit for purpose. Do they have the relevant practical experience that they need? So um, if you're doing development, um, you know, and they normally do buy to let mortgages, they might not be that appropriate broker for you. Number two, you need to clearly communicate what you need. Make sure they really understand what you need in the short term and also what you need long term. For example, you might be buying a property you're going to add significant value to such that you want to refinance it in six months using momentum investing to get your deposit out to go and buy the next property. Well, you don't want them putting you into a mortgage that's fixed for two or even worse, five years because you're going to have to pay a redemption penalty. So be very open with your broker about what you're trying to achieve. Um, Now, they will need some information from you in order to put your application in. And you've got to make sure you provide all the information they need in a timely fashion. The longer you take to pull all that information together, the longer it's going to take them for them to do their job. And then 
when they actually give you a mortgage illustration, they might come up with some offers. You've got to be decisive. You've got to decide what do you want to do and then don't rely on them following you up and chasing you. You've got to be proactive. You say, right, I want to do this. Now, obviously, you can ask them for their advice and get their help, what they think might be best. Now, the same thing can be really said for your solicitor. Check, obviously, they have the relevant experience so they are fit for purpose. Now, obviously, you don't want to offend the people you're speaking to. And solicitors are generally very clever people. They've done lots of study. They've got to be clever to be doing what they do. Um, and sometimes they think they know everything. Um, but actually, in reality, they may not. Uh, we've had uh, a few solicitors actually come on our property mastermind program and you know they've been sometimes conveyancing solicitors and we've taught them about stuff they've never even heard about because we use some very advanced strategies on our mastermind so for example if you're trying to do a purchase lease option and most solicitors have never heard of them um they're not going to be the person to help you um they might say to you oh you can't actually do them i've never heard of them they're not possible which is the worst case scenario or you might have a good solicitor who's open mind say well i haven't heard about it but let me look into it i'll find out for you and that's good that they're proactive but it's not good because if they're having to learn about something guess what you're going to be paying for their time while they're learning so if you're trying to explain something you 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 find your professional team aren't getting what you're talking about then maybe you are talking to the wrong people okay um now you need to be very careful what you say to your solicitor. And here's the major difference between your mortgage broker and also your solicitor. You see, your solicitor will also be representing the lender. And so if you say something wrong to them, it means maybe there's going to be a conflict of interest and they won't be able to represent you. So for example, if you said, oh, well, I'm going to be doing vendor finance and the owner of the property is lending the money. Um, so I'm going to be able to get my deposit back out. You know, that might be what you're doing, but that's probably not the best thing to say to the solicitor. You know, you want to make sure you're not putting them or yourself into a compromising position because most mortgage companies wouldn't get vendor finance. You need to use the right lenders and solicitors who understand what they're doing. There is a saying, by the way, which I want to share with you, which is you should tell your mortgage broker everything and tell your solicitor nothing. So you tell your mortgage broker exactly what's going on so they can get the right relevant product for you. But you're very careful when speaking to your solicitor. And also, you got to make sure your solicitor is clear on the timescales and also the expectations. Now, look, they're all busy. They've got stuff to do. If you're hassling them every day, that's getting in the way of them doing their jobs. That's not a good thing to do. And no one wants to deal with someone who's basically a pain. But maybe you can agree a weekly update with your solicitor. And so they can give you a progress update. And that means that they know they're speaking to you at a certain time every week. So they're going to make sure they've got all the information they need. And you can find out what's actually holding the deal up. Remember, when working with motivated sellers, we need speed and certainty. And finally, if you are buying a property, your solicitor needs to be on the panel of lenders because the lender wants to make sure they're comfortable with that firm. Um, sometimes it means there need to be two or more partners there. Um, and if you use a smaller solicitor with just one main partner, they may not be appropriate. So make sure you're using the right solicitor as part of your power team.
When it comes down to letting agents, again, the same applies in terms of, although they might have been in property for 30 years, you might actually know more than them. We had a lady who's a lovely lady, very experienced. She's a director of a property firm. She came on with one of her juniors and she's been in the, the business for a long time. She came onto our mastermind accelerator and we taught her things she never even knew were possible. And it was great. It really opened her mind. And I congratulated her for coming on the training and having an open mind, recognizing there might be things she doesn't know. And the reality is most letting agents are not property investors themselves. So don't assume they know what you know. And many of them, for example, won't even do HMOs, houses of multiple occupation. Um, most letting agents just do single lets. In fact, many of my mastermind graduates have set up their own specialist HMO letting agencies because there wasn't one in their area. So the good news is there is now a network all over the UK of HMO specialists who do understand that market and how to rent those properties out correctly. So it's all about making sure your power team are fit for purpose. I guess a final word of advice here is remember that, you know, you are not their only client. They're not sitting there waiting for you to call them or email them with the next deal. They do have other clients. They're going to have other priorities. And when you find a property that you want to buy quickly, one of your jobs and responsibilities is to project manage your power team to make sure they deliver to the expectations. You've got to keep on top of them without being a pain, without being a hassle, but making sure that you're doing what you need to do. So I do hope this podcast edition has been useful in terms of thinking about how to get the most out of your power team. If this has been useful, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, there's a new edition every Tuesday morning. If you subscribe, it makes sure you don't miss out. We've got over 100 podcasts now, as you know, a huge amount of information for you. And if you've got benefit for this, I'd really appreciate it if you can scroll to the bottom of all the episodes where you can actually leave a review, leave a five-star review to say what you got out of this podcast and the podcast in general that will help other people find these podcasts and be aware of it so until next time i encourage you to always invest with knowledge invest with skill thanks for listening to the property magic podcast to get this week's show notes please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast you can contact me via linkedin you can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.